All right, welcome to Rock Vegas, everybody. It's Glenn Rockney, and uh, the Raiders won today. So uh, I would like to accept uh, that win on behalf of this podcast because uh, the Las Vegas Raiders are 1-0 since I started this podcast. So you're welcome, Raider Nation. Uh, no, just kidding. But um, it's nice. It's nice to get the win. Um, I'm noticing a lot of people on Twitter and stuff, they're really putting this win under a microscope. What does it mean? Uh, what is you know, oh, the defense sucks, uh, man, car, oh, I don't know, car is just game manager, um, you know, rely too much on this and that, a lot of injuries, got the win, okay? Um, I expected a win today, um, but I expected it to be, you know, I, I predicted 30 to 23, it was 34 to 30, and, and uh, you know, the Raiders just don't blow teams out, I guess, Not, I mean, they're welcome to start anytime, but I guess during the Gruden era, we're going to have to get used to every win being a nail biter last possession win. Um, I was just talking about it with somebody like, man, what was the last time we like, like you could just have a lead and just like laugh, you know what I mean? And just kick back. Like the Raiders get a lead. Even, even when it was 27 to 15, I'm walking around the house pacing, man, like pacing, like I'm waiting on some bad news. That bad news did come after that 27-15 lead. That did not hold. But nonetheless, man, it was a great win for the Raiders. First win as the Las Vegas Raiders. Went to Carolina after no preseason games. And look, Carolina's not good. I don't think they're going to be a good team. I think they maximum six, five to six win team. But they went over to Carolina having no preseason, traveling, playing an early game, black jerseys in the sun. Look, they won. They won. And there was a lot to like about it. So let's start with that. What do I like about this win? We'll get to the negatives because you know me. I can get negative. But let's start with what I liked about this. For one, I'm going to start with the main guy, Derek Carr. I thought Derek Carr played a good game. I'm a harsh critic of Derek Carr. Harsh critic. Some call me a hater. It's funny now. Some people call me a stan because there's this weird faction on Twitter where, like, you have to – critique car put his throw every single throw he makes under a microscope all other quarterbacks get viewed from the broad perspective of did they win or lose but Derek Carr uh gets his throws put under a microscope oh my god he threw it late over there oh man look he made some mistakes today I'm not saying he played a perfect game I'm not saying he's an elite quarterback I'm saying he operated the offense at a high level I'm saying he made enough good throws to win the game and what I do find funny is a lot of people and, and myself included I can I can I can get into this camp a little bit and I I've been corrected by other people that this is not a quarterback stat, but the points per game people, right? I had Josh Dubow on here. He's a big points per game guy. Car's bad because points per game is low under him as a Raider tenure in his, uh, in his Raider tenure, the points per game is very low. They don't score a lot. That's fine. That's not debatable today. They scored 34 points. So by Josh's logic, by the people who use his stats as scripture, um, by their logic, Carr played well today, right? 34 points. That's, don't need to look at anything else. Don't even need to watch the film. Didn't even need to watch the game. They scored 34 points. By your own logic, Derek Carr played well. So I don't want to get into the kind of culture war within Raider Nation, which Derek Carr, look, we just need to win. You know what I mean? We won. The Raiders won, and... I thought they played well on offense. I thought Derek made a, some really, really nice throws. I mean, look, everybody's 
Nelson Aguilar. Dropped it in the bucket. That throw reminded me of the one to Crabtree against uh, Baltimore in 2016 at Baltimore late in the game. Clutch throw. That was a similar throw. What number was Aguilar wearing? 15. You can't tell me you didn't get a little nostalgia vibe there from seeing that. Um, that's after Ruggs goes down with an injury. That's when I started sweating a little bit because that offense was really moving around Ruggs. And I'm going to get to Ruggs later. But I thought Carr played well. Didn't take, didn't take sacks. There was one time I wish he did with that grounding. I wish he had kind of stepped up a little bit, minimized the damage, gone down, taken a sack. Really bad grounding play, but that is what it is. Um, I thought he played really well. I thought he was really good at getting the – he had a, a throw to Renfro on the slant, which I believe was right before the throw to Aguilar, if I'm not mistaken. Um, he made a really nice throw, like kind of off balance, one foot to Jacobs on a slant, which to some people it's like, oh, Carr threw a slant. Wow, wonderful. That's a tough throw. He was kind of going to his right. Jacobs doing a slant to Carr's left, hit him perfectly. Jacobs gets the yak after the catch. Again, I'm going to get to Jacobs too because i got a love poem for that guy coming. But I thought Derek – did really well. I thought, I thought he took some shots down the field that he needed to take. Threw one to Ruggs early, right off the bat. Ruggs was covered well on the play. I thought he had somewhat of a step there, but he's a small guy. You know what I mean? Like you, your window's smaller down the field with him. He's faster, but the window is smaller to get him the ball. And, and I just, I, I thought. He was efficient. It, it very much reminded me of the way that Derek played in uh, week one last year, Monday Night Football, hosting Denver. It was similar. He didn't. Jacobs got the touchdowns. Derek got them to the red zone. And Jacobs got them the touchdowns. Now, some people will say, like, I saw some people saying when, when and I was frustrated with this play, on, on third down going to Witten in the flat um, in the first half, thought they left some points on the board there um some people said they should have gone for it on fourth I, I was fine with taking the field goal but Witten was out in the flat and to me that's on Gruden and and just the personnel grouping of it because I if that plays to Waller that play in the flat Waller walks in the end zone in my opinion similar to the touchdown Waller had against Houston last year at Houston so yeah I I what's to complain about the offense put up 34 points who cares how it happened Derek Carr didn't turn the ball over, so it's not like we're watching how Jimmy G just played against Arizona, right? I mean, like, Jimmy G's played that way in wins before. The way he just played against Arizona. Like, bad. And he's been bailed out. And if you saw the way the Raiders' defense played today, at times, uh, Derek didn't have the opportunity to be bailed out by anyone. thought he answered all the, the blows Carolina threw at him. So I, I'm, in, I'm encouraged by this offense. I thought Derek played really well. Okay, moving forward. Henry Ruggs, the rookie wide receiver. Everyone was, including myself, was just anxious to see him play. What is, what is it going to look like, right? It looked great. I mean, he got hurt. He got hurt, nonetheless. Even before that, it looked great. He was getting separation all, all the time. He, I mean, wide open. And that route where he did a deep cross late, like in – he was wide open. Some people say Derek underthrew him a little bit. I don't know. I got to see the all 22, but it looked like they had some people playing back, right? Like playing deep to where you don't want to miss over and possibly have an incompletion or a pick. It's a safer throw. Ruggs is out at the one. Jacobs walks in the end zone. Ruggs on the field, if you noticed, um, one of the things I, I like, and I think PFF says this in a lot of stuff, motion is free, right? And it's really effective, right? Putting Rugs in motion, you, you, uh, whenever Rugs was out on the field, 
They were motioning him back and forth, seeing what the defense was going to do, seeing if the defense had to respect him, right? So his presence was felt on the field. So I thought he did a really good job with that. Um, the injury doesn't seem to be major. I saw some psychopaths on Twitter saying it was an ACL. It's like, what? okay, Dr. David Chow. Like, no, you don't know that. Like, you don't know it's an ACL. Relax. I'm as pessimistic as they come, man. And I'm, I'm like, uh, hopefully it's just a you know, tweak on the ankle or something. Like, relax. But I, I was super encouraged with what he if, – if Ruggs doesn't get hurt, I think he has like a 15-target day. Like, I think that offense – I believe John Gruden when, I, when he says he was going to run the offense around A-B last year. And this year, I kind of like was like, what? When, when they said Ruggs was going to kind of get that kind of attention in the offense, kind of the A-B treatment. I'm like, no, Ruggs is not a volume catcher. But it's like, I think that's what they're going to turn him into. You know, like, I think that's what they're going to do. I think they're going to move him out, get it to him, get the ball in his hands quick. I they even did a couple jet sweeps with him, which was really nice. Um, one play that I thought was awesome and it, it didn't, you know, it didn't hit a home run, but I think it can at some point was they did kind of a speed option with, uh, with rugs kind of to cars left and car chose to pitch it to him and yeah, it gained six, about six yards on it. It was nice. So I'm really encouraged with the way rugs is. You know, a lot of people were thinking Edwards was going to have a big day. I'm not surprised that Edwards didn't have a huge day. It looked like he got banged up on that screen, his, his lone uh, target on the day. I think Edwards is going to take a, bit, a little bit of time. You're, you're looking at a guy who definitely, like, was productive in college, but he stayed for four years. You know what I mean? And he didn't have the best quarterback play. I thought he was going to – he's, he's going to be a guy that, that comes on soon. Soon, but not now. You know, and that was fine. Um, man, but – Let's get to the MVP of the game was Josh Jacobs I tweeted today that let's, let's get a statue built outside of Legion stadium right now. Like he's that good. I need some laborers. Let's go. Let's get some concrete. Let's get some, you know, iron workers. Let's get him, let's get him a statue outside of Legion stadium. Cause this man is a baller. Like he, I, I, I wouldn't, I'm not saying I wouldn't take any running back over him, but I watched him play against quote unquote, the best, most versatile running back in the league. And I can't say I wanted C-Mac more than Jacobs, right? Jacobs was incredible today. Look, 23 carries and he didn't even get a hundred yards like that. Whatever yards per carry is fine. Carry. What are we in the eighties here in the seventies yards per carry? No, no, no. Yards per touch. That's what we do. He was a beast in the receiving game. Beast. And one of my things I've been crying for on this podcast all offseason was John Gruden, please get the ball to Josh Jacobs' hands via the passing game on early downs. Not when you have to on third down. Not as a check down. Not as a safety valve on third down. They were designing plays to get the ball to him early in the passing game. And that, to me, makes Josh Jacobs like a Marshall Falk type threat. I thought, I thought Jacobs was perfect, man, in the red zone. Like, he knows for the end zone. Incredible at creating his own, you know, creating his own yards. I thought the O-line did a great job today, but especially missing Trent Brown. And I'll get to Trent Brown in a little bit, but I thought the O-line did a great job. But even then, Jacobs took matters into his own hands sometimes, made guys miss. I, that's, no, that's no surprise to Raider Nation. We saw that happen last year. He, he had the most yards after contact out of any running back in the league last year. I, I, think, I think the guy's just simply a superstar in the league. All these running backs getting paid, Kamara, you know, Mixon, guys like that. 
Jacobs isn't the same as those guys, but I think he's equally as productive and can be. He's in year two. And John Gruden's going to give him the opportunities. John Gruden loves a running back. A bell cow, just do-it-all versatile back. So, yeah, I, 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 think, I think Jacobs by far was the MVP. He had three touchdowns. It's not a controversial take. On defense, some more stuff that I liked. We'll get to the dislikes later. Jonathan Abram, alpha dog. Missed a play on McCaffrey on McCaffrey's first touchdown. Missed a tackle. Tackles get missed. It happens. Especially since most people were predicting that there would be missed tackles and missed special teams opportunities early because that tends to be the thing that you need a lot of practice at. Practice was limited in the offseason. No preseason games. I expected sloppy defense. I did not expect them to just come shut Carolina down, even though I don't think Carolina is all that good offensively. But this was a nice tune-up. You won. You found out what was wrong. But Jonathan Abram, holy shit, man. That hit on McCaffrey on that outside run, I heard that thing, man. It echoed on my TV. I'm not sure if those were pads or bones, man, but he, he smacked McCaffrey. McCaffrey's sinuses were all fucked up, I think. Like, you know, I don't know if some of you guys ever been hit like that where your sinuses, you get that sinus drip in the back and, oh, man, I think I'm sick. Like, you get that kind of feeling. And that was nice, man. That's old school Raider football right there. Um, You know, I've always had my doubts about Abram in coverage where I'm kind of like, man, I got to see him cover, but it's an open field tackler. Jesus. They had another play, and I I don't remember who it was on. It might have been Robbie Anderson. It was kind of a crossing route, but there was nobody there besides Abram. Trips him up. Beautiful form tackle. I, 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 hey, stay healthy. This is kind of what he did week one last year. This is a parallel to week one last year. That's why I don't take too much from this game because week one, the Raiders looked real good last year. 2018, first half, the Raiders looked really good against the Rams. It fell apart in the second. And this year, they, I, I thought offensively, they looked really good. And at times, defensively, they flashed. Um, I also thought the young corners, even Damon Arnett. I thought, I thought Damon Arnett did a nice job. He, I understand the Robbie Anderson play. Robbie Anderson is a, is a good wide receiver. I actually wanted him in, in, uh, in Vegas. I, I did like him in the offseason. He put a nasty double move on Arnett. Arnett got aggressive, bid on it, did not get help from Eric Harris. I, don't, I still don't know what Eric Harris was doing on that play. But Trayvon Mullen, Damon Arnett, they both made really nice plays in the red zone. I think I believe Damon Arnett was sitting in zone, made a really nice play on the ball. Um, I, th- I want to say it was in the first half, but he made a really nice play. Trayvon Mullen also did a nice, uh, a nice pass breakup on the goal line. Um, Mullen also had some couple really nice tackles. Um, Arnett, he had a, a like a couple welcome to moments. You know, I mean, welcome to the NFL. Uh, McCaffrey, welcome to the NFL. You don't, you don't just throw your shoulder at someone's legs in the NFL. This is an Ohio state. You're not going against Michigan state's, run, uh, uh, running back. You're not going against, uh, Northwestern's running back. You're going to have to lower your, sh- you know, wrap up stuff like that. He learned, I think he learned. I, I just, I, I was encouraged by the, by the young DBs, the young ones, Eric Harris, ironically, was one of the older ones. And I, and I thought he had some of the worst games, but I thought, I thought Mullen Arnett did a nice job. I even thought Marcus Joyner did a nice job in that game. Yeah, he dropped an interception on a diving play. Okay, last year he's not even in the fucking camera frame. And, you know, the person makes that catch. Does a nice play on DJ Moore, gets in DJ Moore's head in the, in the red zone. Kind of, he didn't break up the pass, but 
I thought his coverage was very good on the play. And, and then DJ Moore wants to put his finger in Joyner's helmet and, hey, fuck you. Okay, 15-yard penalty. Takes you out of the red zone. We all know what happened after that. Third and 14, terrible. But nonetheless, I thought LaMarcus Joyner did a decent job today too. Um, there's lots of like. I, you know, I, I was I was mad in the moment because again, we all have PTSD as Raider fans. We have, we we tend to get PTSD. I've seen this before, right? It's kind of kind of reminded me of the Jacksonville game last year a little bit, right? In that second half, when when uh, when you know you kind of just felt like they're going to blow this shit, aren't they? I, I was there. Don't get me wrong. I, I I was I was there. I had that at some point. Like fuck, man, defense is going to blow this, but they didn't. They won. They won the first game. It's a young defense. It's a young defense, and I'm going to get to the criticisms in a little bit, the real criticisms of, of what I saw today. Um, a lot of it has to do with coaching, in my opinion, but this young defense found a way to win. Huge stop on fourth down. Don't know what Carolina was doing handing the ball to the fullback when McCaffrey was able to manufacture four yards anytime he wanted to. But the defense found a way to win to close the game out and the offense played well and the Raiders won. It's a tough matchup next week. The defense has a lot of work to do. And I think the offense is going to be challenged next week because they're facing a much more seasoned, probably better coached defense, more experienced, more playmakers, better pass rushers. But for now, just enjoy the win. You know what I mean? Enjoy the win right now. It's one and oh. Okay. Doesn't matter how you get to one and oh. Get to one and oh. Whether this is sustainable or not, we don't know. But I think the offense is. Let's get to some negatives. Let's get to some negatives. All right. First thing that I couldn't stand, right? And there's a lot of people are calling for Paul Gunther's head right now. I, I'm not. I think he's on the hot seat all year, right? Couple bad performances. Stacked up on each other, and I think the seat gets hot. Even though I think it sounds like John Gruden just loves him, adores him. But what I found interesting was, the fuck does Mo Hurst have to do to get on the field? Cleveland Furrow was a non-factor in the game. I'm sorry. I know at the end, on the fourth and one play, people are going to kill me. The people who are the Furrow truthers and stuff. He was a non-factor in the game. Mo Hurst is in the game, and I, I don't have the snap counts. I, I wanted to wait till the snap counts came out, but they, they're not out right now, and I still want to just have a, a nice post-game while it's fresh in my head episode. So I do apologize for that. But I know Mo Hurst didn't get the snaps he deserves in that game. What did Mo Hurst do in his limited time? Let's say he played 35% of snaps, which I don't even think it's that. I think it's like 20. Got a sack, a quarterback hit, drew a holding penalty. What did the rest of the D-line do? Jack shit. So what does Mo Hurst have to do to get on the field? I, I understand that Cleveland Furrow was the fourth overall pick last year. I understand he's struggling in pass rush, and I understand that there's probably pressure on Paul Gunther to make the pick work. You know? And there's something in Paul Gunther's system where he's like, hey, this is Carlos Dunlap. This Cleveland Furrow is Carlos Dunlap, and I need to make him Carlos Dunlap. He's not. I watched Carlos Dunlap play just right now. It's not even close to the same person. Whatever happens with Furl, if he improves, he improves. If not, he doesn't. But why are we not letting Mohurst get on the field? Malik Collins had all the hype in the world. John Gruden, uh, they were doing Geno Hatkins comparisons. 
I mean, look, it's still early in the season. It's one game, but that's not what happened week one. Morris is your best interior pass rusher until Malik Collins decides to be better than him. And let's get him on the field. <laughs> let's get him on the field. Give him the opportunity to fail. Because everybody else, the D-line was terrible today, I thought. In, in passing situations. I thought they did an okay job against the run. I know McCaffrey had two touchdowns. But I, I do think that the defense did a decent job against Christian McCaffrey. I, I, it's as good as you can get. That guy is going to almost be guaranteed. That's why he goes number one in fantasy drafts. He's almost guaranteed on a bad day to have 100 total yards and a touchdown or two. That's just what he does. He's a special player. I mean, it is what it is. Um, but what, what the hell is up with this D-line rotation? Um we got to find a way to have Mohurst out on the field. Mohurst has to be there in pass rush situations on third down. I understand they like to kick the def- you know, at least some of the defensive ends inside. I, I don't know if you have the personnel for that. I don't mind that system when you have the personnel, when you have people who can go inside. I remember when Khalil Mack was here, they, they were, were talking about doing that, and I would have loved to have seen that because I think Mack can get home from any position. But... I don't think Cleveland Farrell's that guy. I don't even know if he thinks he's that guy. Like it's it's it, it it's okay. He did a he made a he made a play on fourth and one. He made a play when it counted. Another guy too, and I don't see anybody talking about this. Is where the hell was Max Crosby today? It's kind of something I've been hitting at all off season. We we can't count on him to be the double digit sack guy, just because he did it in one year and it was kind of concentrated into a couple games. Not a couple. That's not fair. A few games. You know, a lot of the bulk of the sacks came in a in a few games span. But I think Cleveland Farrell got. I'm sorry, Max Crosby. I think he was kind of like sluggish. Like, and and look, I'm not trying to dog his work ethic. I think he works his ass off. I'm just wondering if like that weight he put on because he looks bigger. It, it didn't translate into power or explosiveness. I say let him be lanky and and quick. He's already pretty good at like shooting gaps and stuff like that and kind of guessing in the run game. He does a pretty good job there. But where was he today? Kind of kind of I mean I know he look, he got held on that one play. He absolutely did. He absolutely got held on the play. I don't think he gets home either way. I I think uh Bridgewater finds a way to evade him there. But you never know. Maybe that maybe that play does impact the game, and maybe I have a different opinion on him because of it. But I, I just this defensive line. I've had my questions about it. I always thought they should have added more on the defensive line, um, and even some day three picks, just something, right? Something where you can generate just a little bit more pass rush. It, it, it's kind of a concern. Now, on offense, one thing. Oh, actually, let me get to this special teams. Special teams, I thought, was like, I don't, I don't understand why the Raiders are obsessed with kicking it short. Right? Why are they obsessed with kicking it short and letting people return it? Just kick it out of the end zone. Make teams go 75 yards. I don't know what the analytics are on it. Maybe the analytics might suggest that kicking it short is, is good because you have a better chance of stopping someone inside the 25. I don't know, man. The first couple drives for Carolina, they had great field position great field position that wasn't necessarily like it didn't have to be the case. Daniel Carlson's got a huge leg. He can kick it out of the end zone. It felt like it was designed by him not doing it. 
And the Raiders were keeping people based on special teams. Dallin Levitt, Kyle Wilber, they brought him back to be the special teams captain. I didn't see that, you know, today. I didn't see that. And maybe, you know, maybe the defense needs more guys that play defense than, than the special team stuff because I, I wasn't impressed by special teams today. So that that's one thing that I saw. I thought special teams was awful today. I, that was probably the worst. I thought that was worse than defense because I do think the defense had some flashes. Now, uh, another thing, and, th- and this, let's go to the offensive side of the ball here. Um, red zone offense was still kind of interesting. Um, I thought they did an okay job getting Jacobs the ball. Jacobs handled business. Jacobs creates yards, gets into the end zone. But there was one series in, in the first half where, like I said, getting Witten the ball in the flat. Like It felt like John Gruden's like, I got to get this ball to Witten here, you know? And I don't, I don't think you have to do that. I don't think you have to force feed Jason Witten. No, I think the only way you, Jason Witten is the, is the way you go with the ball is if he's standing there or even just sitting in like, a, in like a lawn chair, like a beach chair, like laying back in the back of the end zone with nobody within like five yards of him. Then you toss the ball to him, right, in the back of the end zone. So I do think the red zone offense is going to need a little bit of help. Um, again, there were, there were a lot of injuries in this game. And I'm kind of interested in the way the Raiders are with conditioning, like strength and conditioning. Because it just seems like guys are in and out all the time, kind of grabbing at stuff. Ah, ah, you know what I mean? Ah, and then they come back in. I, I don't know. I, I don't have anything to base that off of. It's just something I've noticed under the Gruden era. Guys just seem to get hurt real easy. And like the conditioning doesn't seem to be there. If you notice in, in 2018 when they played at Mile High Week 2, it was like, Look, I know they weren't the deepest team in the world, but like they were gassed in the fourth quarter. Like Bruce Irvin's like standing up, like, oh fuck, I gotta play defense. I gotta do my job. You know what I mean? And look, I, I'm not the biggest Bruce Irvin fan, but come on. It just seems like the conditioning's a little interesting. Um, but I expected the defense to struggle. I expected this to be I didn't expect Carolina to get 30, but I, I did expect them to get into the twenties with points. And there was a lot of new moving parts. You got a new guy wearing the green dot, and I hope he's healthy, right? Nick uh, Kwiatkowski, I really hope that he's healthy because you never know with those pectorals, man. When you The pectoral, I remember last year with J.J. Watt, I remember he came out in the Raider game, and he was kind of just like ah, a little sore. You know what I mean? He's like, oh, IR out for the season. You're like, shit, it's torn pec. Who knew? So I hope that's not the case with Nick Kwiatkowski. I'm, I'm monitoring it. I don't see anything yet. But uh, hopefully by the time I put this out, we do get some closure on what's going to happen to him because that's a big loss. I thought he played decent today. Um, not great, but decent. I thought the new linebackers, I thought Littleton was awesome. I know he missed the sack. Okay, get over it. Not a pass rusher. I mean, I, he made a nice move on the guard, got pressure. He missed the sack is what it is. But I thought Littleton made his presence felt. Um, I thought in the passing game, McCaffrey was not a huge factor. So it was nice to see that. So I do, it is nice to have these new pieces on defense. I think they're going to gel together. But just putting this, this game under the microscope, I got a little bit of concern here, you know. Um, the other concern I have is just, man, we hammer it so much here on Rock Vegas. We hammer it is second-half play calling by Gruden. Where is the creativity 
It's okay to like take a risk when you have a lead. It's okay to take a deep shot. Look at all the PI calls that happen. You know, a lot of, a lot of possibilities can happen, but I'm seeing a lot of these kind of just design like Gruden coaches sometimes like he's up 30 and he has the 2002 bucks defense. Like he's like, no, there's no chance we win this game. I'm just trying to run some clock. I'm trying to get out of here. I got dinner plans. You know what I mean? That's kind of the way he coaches sometimes. He's so scared, but it's like, man, step on their throat. These, they were selling out on Josh Jacobs. Like there was a time in the, in the early in the fourth where uh, the Raiders were down and like they had just given up the lead and, and they're just hammering Jacobs just predictable running plays, man. Like, I, I didn't like it. I did not like it at all. Um, and then, you know, Carr starts kind of like pressing because you could tell him it sometimes seems like Carr's not comfortable with the play where like he holds it late, checks down late in the flat to, to Jacobs. Uh, I'm speaking of the play where they, they called pass interference, but it was inside one yard and they picked up the flag, which I thought was kind of weird, but nonetheless. Um, but where is like the creativity that first half I saw some really cool creative stuff a lot of motion and stuff and and look Henry Ruggs is going to be like the key to this offense Darren Waller's your number one wide receiver but Henry Ruggs is the key so when they don't have Ruggs on the field it definitely it shows right like it shows I thought Nelson Aguilar did a a pretty good job coming in got the touchdown but Ruggs is Rugs being out there really keeps the defense disciplined they got to account for him everywhere you cannot you cannot key in on anybody else when rugs is on the field at least not you know you, you can't double people you can't um you can't do that so you know uh, just be creative run this not the same offense but just have that same mindset in the second half like you you don't have the 85 bears you don't have the 2002 buccaneers you don't have the 2000 ravens you don't you know you see where i'm going you don't have those defenses even if the raiders do put it together i still see them being kind of a middle of the pack defense um so he's going to have to get creative in the second half. And uh, I'm kind of debating when, when he's going to decide to start doing that. You know, Derek shows he throws a nice deep ball. He throws a nice deep ball. So, so use it, you know, but yeah, I, 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 again, these are criticisms. I'm just glad they won. I'm glad they won next week. we got the saints. I'll start getting nervous around like Wednesday. But right now, I'm enjoying this win against Carolina. Now, again, like I said, get Mo Hurst on the field on defense. Get him on the get him on the field. He he might be your best, most consistent pass rusher if you give him the snap counts. Last year, him and PJ Hall. PJ Hall had a higher snap count than him. They just they for whatever reason they took him in the fifth round. Thought he was some kind of steal, but they're just like, nah, he cannot see the field. We just can't do it. It's not even like he has a new defensive coordinator from when he was drafted. It's Paul Gunther still. I don't know what they're expecting out of him. At least on third downs. He has to be on there on third downs. If he's not your base D lineman, I understand that. Hankins and Collins are out there. I'm fine with that. He's got to be out there every third down, in my opinion. So a lot of people are saying, like, kind of, let's get to the knee-jerk reaction to this, right? There's knee-jerk reaction to say, we got to trade for Earl Thomas. Got to trade for Earl Thomas. Eric Harris isn't it. I agree that Eric Harris isn't it. I don't think he's the stalwart safety you know what i mean that he's, he's going to be here for years uh at least not as a starting safety i agree i agree with people on that 
I don't think they're going to make a trade for Earl Thomas. Not after Lynn Bowden, not after Antonio Brown. I'm pretty sure now they just want to keep everything kind of quiet, have a nice, quiet season off the field. Or, you know, I mean, stuff that doesn't have to do with X's and O's. Let's say that. Say that much. I, I don't. Earl Thomas, I don't know anything about him as a person. Okay, I haven't done like a deep dive on him, but he's fighting teammates on the field. You know what I'm saying? And that doesn't sound like something the Raiders need right now. I'm not saying I wouldn't love the trade if they made it. X's and O's schematically, I'd be like, cool, we have a better safety than Eric Harris. I just don't see them doing it. So what, do, what can we expect from this defense? Do we think the defense is going to go up 30 a game? I don't think so. I don't think we're going to give up. I don't think the Raiders are going to be bottom of the barrel defense. Now, the pass rush is very concerning to me. But I, I, I think that the coverage is going to get even better. This is Damon Arnett's first game. Jonathan Abrams' second game. Trayvon Mullen's second season. Corey Littleton's first game is with the Raiders. Kwiatkowski's first game with the Raiders. Hopefully, he's fine. Kwiatkowski went out and... Nick Morrow had to had to step in. I, I and look what happened. They isolated McCaffrey on uh, on Morrow, and it wasn't good. Morrow got a pi. I mean, it was an underthrown ball on a wheel, kind of a wheel route. It looked like, and and McCaffrey got the the easy pi call. And let's hope those two linebackers stay healthy. Let's just say that much, because even Raquan McMillan ain't going to help in coverage once he gets up to speed. But with his defense, I, if they can get to the middle of the pack, and I think they have the personnel to do it, and I don't think Paul Gunther is like, if you're going to make the excuses that Carr didn't have weapons, Gruden didn't have weapons, you got to make the excuse that Gunther didn't have weapons. And I, and I think he does now, at least in the secondary, in the second level. I, I still am very concerned about the D-line, and I will not put a silver lining around it. But I, I, th- I, think, I think they're going to be okay on defense. It's not going to be bottom of the league. It'll be better than last year. I think anybody that expected just some defensive clinic today is is smoking something better than I'm smoking, at least. And I smoke good stuff. But, man, let, let's enjoy this win. Let's enjoy this win. Um, I fully expect the Saints to come out banging against this defense tomorrow. I'm not even saying – or, I'm sorry, next week. I'm not even saying that the, the Raiders are going to crush the Saints or anything like that. No. It's not the case. I, Drew Brees is a surgeon. Um, even in 2016, when the Raiders beat the the Saints, they didn't stop the Saints. <laughs> you know what I mean? They didn't stop the Saints. That was a missed field goal by Will Lutz at the end after a, an incredible game. But I think this offense is going to be special, special. And that, that, you're, this is coming from me, who I, I spent the entire summer critiquing Derek Carr. I spent the entire summer critiquing him. I still critique him. There's still some times where I'm like, man, why are you floating that ball? You know? But one, I've learned from guests that I have on here to wait for the all 22. I try to have people smarter than me on here, which isn't hard to do. It happens. But like Marcus Johnson, BD Williams, people that come on this show, and they tell me, it's like, man, look, DC, it doesn't matter about stats. I, I don't care about DC stats, right? I still think he can be, it could be a run heavy offense like, Last year, I thought the Niners had a great offense. Jimmy G sucks. You can have a great offense without having a great quarterback. Now, once you get to the playoffs, then you become like, okay, what's our quarterback going to do? We are going to need our quarterback to step up. Baby steps. Let's get back to the playoffs. This offense is going to be special this year if they stay healthy. And today was not a good example of staying healthy. I felt like everybody was waving to the trainer like, ah, shit. You know, 
It's happening in a lot to a lot of teams. Look, no preseason, limited workouts, limited camp, bound to happen. So that being said, I, I once everything kind of smooths out, once we get past these first three or four games, I think this offense is going to be special. I like Gruden's offense. I'm very, very skeptical of his play calling in the second half of games, especially when he has a lead. But I like Gruden's offense. It's okay to dink and dunk. Teams win by dinking and dunking. So let's enjoy this win. Let's enjoy this win. It was a great win. It was a great win. They won. They came back. It was a lot. What did they say? Eight lead changes? Seven or eight lead changes in the game? It's back and forth. Who cares what the competition was? This is week one with no preseason. And Carolina is going to have some good defensive players. They might not be good right now, but these guys, Jeremy Chin, Derek Brown, guys like that, they're good. You could tell. You could see Jeremy Chin. He's got it. Josh Jacobs, hopefully he got Josh Jacobs' license plate after he ran him the fuck over because, oh, but Josh Jacobs, Derek Brown, these guys are good. Good players. I'm sorry, Jeremy Chin and Derek Brown. I don't know why I said Josh Jacobs again. I just started replaying that hit where he just left uh, left the scene of an accident on uh, on Jeremy Chin. But we won, Raider Nation. We won. Raiders won. It was a good win. 1-0. Even if they lose to the Saints, 1-1 one one is not terrible. None of you thought it would be 2-0. Losing this game, go, and then, you know, I, I wouldn't predict him to beat the Saints after losing to the Panthers. And going 0-2, that's terrible. That's terrible. Like, if that happens. Hey, if next week doesn't go the way it's supposed to be, it's 1-1. One one. You play the Pats. Pats didn't look invincible today. They were fine. They won. They didn't look invincible. It's a week-by-week basis, and I think this offense is going to get even better than it was now. I think these rookie – you have two rookie wide receivers starting. It's going to get better. Renfro didn't even really have a huge game. Renfro's gonna, we know Renfro's going to come in and, and have big games, even though he had excellent punt return, by the way, under Renfro. Waller's going to be a monster. Waller's going to be a monster. Teams are keying in on him. Once these rookies get going, you cannot double Waller. This is going to be a special offense. If this defense gets to middle of the pack, I'm telling you, middle of the pack, this is a playoff team. It's a playoff team, okay? In conclusion, get Mohurst on the field. Get more aggressive in the second half when you have a lead. Rush the passer. Find a way. Get home. Stop kicking it short. Minor adjustments can get major returns on that kind of stuff. So Raider Nation, that's all I got for you today. Um, Very happy. Going to get back to drinking. Um... I hope you guys are too. Drink responsibly. Do all that kind of stuff. Enjoy the win. Enjoy the win. Don't act like we, we say act like we've been there before. We don't always win week one. Everyone remembers like, man, remember 20, what was it? 2015 week one, Mari Cooper's first game where Pac-Man Jones was committing assault and battery on him. Terrible week one games, man. Rams game, Monday night football. A couple years ago. We don't always get this. So the Raiders won. Stop putting Derek Carr under a microscope in a win, okay? Don't need to do that right now. Thought he played well. As always, you could follow me on Twitter. I'm at Glenn Rockney, G-L-E-N-R-O-C-K-N-E-Y. Um, I am doing spreads, overs and unders 
um, on, a, on a YouTube only podcast. Subscribe to this YouTube channel, please, because that's the only way you get all of the content. Rare Candy, Rock Vegas, Rock Against the Spread. Um, had a really fun time. Actually did a decent job picking against the spread. Um, so far, it's night games and the Monday night game hadn't happened yet. So, But uh, I thought I did a decent job there. And uh, let's, uh, let's just enjoy the win. <laughs> let's enjoy the win, Raider, Raider fans, Raider Nation. Um, Vegas home opener next week. Sucks we can't go. But, man, let's give the Saints hell, man. Let's give the Saints hell. Make some adjustments. Um, no reason to be sad about this win, okay? No reason to be sad about this win. It didn't go the way we wanted to when you're up two scores. I get it. You don't want that to become a trend, even though it kind of is with Gruden. But they won. Think about the offseason. There's never been an offseason like this. Even with a lockout, guys can still work out, can still do all kinds of stuff that they really weren't doing. All right, Raider Nation, that's all I got. Um, I will be back on later this week. We'll see what the work schedule is like for me. I, I do got to work around my job. Um, despite how awesome this is, I am not paid. <laughs> I'm not paid to do this. So um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do my best to give you guys two episodes a week, pregame and postgame, um, you know, preview for the week ahead, recap of what happened. Um, we're going to do my best to do that. Um, please check out pod or I'm sorry, tape. Don't lie. I always say pod. Don't lie. Tape. Don't lie. Um, Marcus Johnson and BD Williams, check them out. They're going to be doing the real film breakdowns. I'm giving just kind of opinions on this stuff. They, I watch them every week. It helps me with what I do. It should help you with having your takes on Twitter and me not laughing at them as hard. They're going to take care of you over there. Um, give you some real X's and O's knowledge for what happened. All 22 footage, good stuff. Um, all right, that's all I got, Raider Nation.